Oh, I should probably take a sip of water, huh? That's just responsible. I know. I didn't do it. Well. I had one of those sleeps last night where... Trying to open my water bottle. Where, uh... We need the hands free. <laughs> we do. I need a mic. I need like a holding stand. the mic, though. I think I do too. Yeah, I actually really. It's just comfortable. Yeah, it's like you can move around freely. Yeah, instead of like sitting stagnant at a That's table true. and just like leaning into the mic and then yeah. Anyway, I like it. Hey guys, it's Banshees and Booze. Hi guys, it sure is a paranormal podcast. You missed your line. I missed it. We'd start over. <laughs> We're so relaxed that we just just... go off script. Oh my god. Okay, start over, start over. Hey guys, it's Banshees and Booze. A paranormal podcast. With a shot of liquid courage. What the hell happened to me? (laughs) Your face too. You were just like, yes it is. Oh my god. I just got (laughs) so mesmerized. You've got this beautiful little fireplace going and there are yeah. gorgeous bottle of champagne and these yeah, flowers yeah. and I was just lost. Oh my god. I think I've I just seduced got- you. I- <laughs> you put a spell on me. Well, we had to do champagne because it's, it's Amy's birthday. birthday. Happy Ooh. birthday, wifey. Thank you. Thank you, wifey. I've dreamt of a podcast dropping on my birthday <laughs> it's an honor oh well, oh man we're just we're just uh, honored to be a part of your special day thank you everybody thank you um it feels great to be 24 yeah oh my god you know that day over 23 thank you so much in fact i'm gonna ask to see your id before i get you this champagne which oh, i girl. for dramatic purposes didn't open yet let's see how this goes here i'll put the mic oh you got it That scared me. Did you put the mic on it? I did. <laughs> Was I not supposed to? Let's go oh. blow it out. Oh, shit. That's okay. I'm sorry. Now you can all tell that I open a champagne bottle with my eyes closed, apparently. I didn't know that about myself, and now I do. Were you afraid that it was going to, like, pop out and, like, into your eye? It's not a thing I've ever thought about. It's not a thing that there's ever been a consequence of me having my eyes closed until I opened my eyes and saw the mic right there. <laughs> um, um, Maybe if you if a cork like popped into your eyes it would bounce off the frame of your glasses that's true thank god for these glasses okay here let's two hand since we're we were bragging about the equipment and now i only have one hand to pour so working those triceps here we go beautiful okay you want to want to switch out the other one yes yes and next great wonderful um um you were are such a mind reader because i was so hoping for champagne today i just it's just perfect. It's perfect. You know I knew me. what I wanted to do. I wanted to celebrate your birthday. So here's to Amy. Here's to another year. I'm so glad that you're in my life. Oh, I Aww. love growing old with you, wifey. Oh, I love it too. Oh, that was lovely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that is lovely. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. It's technically a Prosecco, but you know that that means I'm going to be burping today. It, <sighs> Burping all it's the night. gift to herself. <laughs> it's a gift to all of the readers. Mm-hmm. I mean, readers. Listen, Tammy, what's wrong with me? I did get old. Oh no, she's got dementia. I just called our podcast listeners readers. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to get you some St. John's Wort. Oh no, oh, no. Am I gonna have to limit your alcohol intake because your blood pressure meds, Grandma? <laughs> <laughs> I know I couldn't even open that bottle of tequila earlier. I know. Like I already have arthritis and yeah. my wrist apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty four is rough. It's hard. My they dare. don't tell you. No, they did Ugh. not depict this on the popular show Friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, they kind of said it in the theme song. No one told you life was going to be this way. Clap, 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 clap. Your job's a joke. You're broke. Love life's DOA. And that's all we've got to say about that. <laughs> I could go on. That was a good, that was a good Forrest Gump reference. We're just 90, 90s-ing it up here. Yeah, we really are. Such, you know, because I was born in the 90s because I'm 24. Wait. No. Yeah. Yes. God, it's 2019. It's 2019. People turning 21 this year were born in 1998. Fuck. <laughs> That's embarrassing. That is so gross. I can't believe that. I don't like that. Who the fuck was born in 1998? 
I mean, my little cousin was born in 99. What? I was there when she sat up the first time. Oh, my God. She can wreck some booze. (laughs) Oh, it's so crazy. That is nuts. Um, I was kind of hoping for a a little Marilyn Monroe um, happy birthday from you. Oh, my God. Because you're so good at it. The podcast isn't over, and that champagne bottle had just popped. So let's see where this goes. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, Cool. So today's episode is... This was an idea from your beloved. Yeah. Who, thank you so much. Why I yelled that so loud. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a, an Amy like <laughs> reaction to something. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did I tell you at Christmas, my little niece, um, she's 12, turned to me. We were out eating around the dinner table and someone was saying something. I was reacting mm-hmm. the way I react to things. Mm-hmm. And it was just a very simple story too. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> And she turns to me and she goes, I love how excited you get over everything. (laughs) (laughs) Your enthusiasm impressed a 12-year-old. I was a little, I'm like, wait a minute. I think I react way too big. Like, I am not a grounded. You're just a great listener. I am an active listener. I want people to know I'm enjoying it. Are you occasionally exhausted when you get home after social interaction? Every time. Yeah. And it it lasts me like a full day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get so drained after social interaction. Mm-hmm. What does it that. mean? It's you're just very invested. Ugh. You you have I you're very be more chill. You're very open, and mm. so you're feeling the emotions, and you want to encourage people. Like like we, I always joke with my mom. Like when she comes to like see a show, I'm like, you can just watch. Like <laughs> you you have to like remember. Like it's okay. Like but I mean, it's the best kind of like she's so like wants it to be what I, I want it to be. Yes. You know, it's ex- it is exhausting. Yeah. Especially, it might be too because I'm a little more of an introvert. I don't actually don't like socializing, mm-hmm. but it's important for your health. And once I am there, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but I do get like amped up, and I also absorb every fucking person's energy. Yep. And so I, I like take it all in, and it all comes out as I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Like a fucking target lady. (laughs) (laughs) Crackers. Oh oh my God. I know. I've like, we've both been around each other so much in so many different situations that I feel like I've seen that part of you. And I think you've seen the part of me where like, sometimes I just can't be there. Like I just can't. I've seen that with you. And I'm just like. Yeah. uh, And Mm -hmm. I'll like hear words coming out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, wow. And, like, I did not make those words. Like, there's just, like, 700 thoughts going on in the back of my head. And I'm just, like, literally just smiling at a thing. I have seen that with you. And I think that I take that. And so I amp myself up even higher to be like, I'm both of us. Uh Yeah. Yeah. We're not codependent at all. Not at all. It's really healthy. Very, very stable, healthy relationship we have with ourselves, with each other, with others. It's, hey, it works. Way to go. It works. You would think that I'd be the one to shut down publicly because I don't like it. And Uh you're more, um, I don't know, you're a Leo. Yeah. I'm a Pisces. Yeah. That says it all. It does. (laughs) But yet, in social situations, I know that you're more like, okay. I do like chill. I can You're enjoy chill. I can enjoy myself but yeah if I'm if I'm you know having something going on I mm-hmm. it's hard it's I hard know. for me so and if I have something going on I'm even worse with the energy because I like am too good at like pushing mm-hmm. it I'm like nothing's going on at all yeah. I'm just gonna smile even bigger you know what and then go home and cry you know what cures both of that champagne <laughs> yes <laughs> Take the champagne away. Mm, 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 mm. This this prosec is delightful. Um, I know it's. Yeah. I know we say champagne. It's prosecco. I'm yeah. honored because you know I'm Italian. That's why you chose prosecco. Yes, Buona Bella. Buona. I don't know any Italian. Me neither. It's confusing because you and I both speak French. Mm-hmm. And then Ithamar speaks Spanish. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to learn Spanish words. And now I just, Italian to me, I'm just like, I don't know, maybe one day. Yeah. One day I'll learn it. Honestly. It's hard. Why? Because I want to go to there again. You want to go to there? I want to go to there. I want to go to, where you know, my roots. I'm oh sure my I have gosh. some good connections somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. I should figure out where I have roots. 
Um, I would say do 23 and me, but you don't want to do it. No, I'm scared. You're so scared. Ithamar did it. <sighs> now he's on lists. That's okay. He ain't got nothing to hide. Well, you say that now until they change the law. <gasps> what? Yeah. Are they going to take him somewhere? Well, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about ghosts? Okay. <laughs> you know what? I think, honestly, the Mars fine. They'll show up and you'll be like, no. And you'll burp at them. And they'll be like, you know what? You're already in prison here, sir. <laughs> with these wife burps that you deal with. She really overreacts with way too much energy. And she is a mad burper. <laughs> You're fine. You can stay. You live with a cat that you're allergic to. Uh-huh. You're... He's like, no, please take me. Actually, no, yeah. I really. Well, that's like, why I, he did it. He already has a backpack. Yeah. He's like, no, I, I'm good. I'm like, what? <laughs> Get back here, baby. Tuesday just lets one rip. <laughs> Bye, Dad. <laughs> oh, I guess oh, we should man. talk about ghosts. Let's talk about All right. ghosts. Oh, as I oh, was saying, yeah. your beloved mm-hmm. uh, came up with this this topic. I had never heard this word before. Never in my life. Yeah. Psychopomp. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to say psycho pump, but that oh. sounds sexual. Yeah. I don't, or is it? This well, is me. I mean, it me. feels like an act. It does. <laughs> like when you lose it, <laughs> <laughs> you just get into that psycho pump mode. <laughs> you're pumped up, but yeah. you're a fucking psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to psycho pump you all. <laughs> Uh, do you want to know what a psychopomp is? I would love to. Thank you. You probably know. I just snuck a peek at your research because oh. I wanted to see what you had done. So I was like, good. You definitely need to go first. It's more like, yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Ready? Yep. A psychopomp is a guide whose primary function is to escort souls to the afterlife. Mm. Lovely. Never Great. heard of it. But good they service. can also serve as guides through the various transitions of life. The term originates from the Greek words pompous, conductor or guide, mm-hmm. and psyche, psyche, mm-hmm. breath, life, soul, or mind. Mm-hmm. Stories of psychopomps are widespread throughout. There are mythological tales, religious texts, sacred narratives, and real-life stories of people from around the world. Um, Here's some famous psychopomps you may or may not have heard of. Okay. The Greek god Hermes. Mm -hmm. The Egyptian jackal-headed god Anubis. Never heard of it. Anubis. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. You have heard of it. Um, uh, One of my guides that I pray to, the archangel Michael. Yeah. And the female Valkyries of Teutonic legend. Mm -hmm. Also birds angels animals and other helpful beings very general mm-hmm. um are are that psychopomps it's not uncommon to hear of former ancestors and friends who come to greet the deceased at the time of their death uh such guidance generally guarantees a successful transition for the soul but there are other times when additional aid is needed this has long been a role of the shaman and others with the ability to travel to the spirit realms and offer help to those in need I want to be a fucking shaman so bad. Yeah. Wouldn't that be neat? You can literally get training for that. I saw that on this website that I love, Well and Good, um, who also have an amazing Instagram account. And it was like talking about the trend of women training now Mm -hmm. to become shamans. I thought that was something that was passed on to you through ancestors. I I didn't know. I feel like probably that's how it was before, but like you can't really be too picky now. I guess. Right? I saw, I visited a shaman, a real, like, legit Native American medicine man Mm -hmm. and in Tucson, Arizona. And my mom, when I, she was in Tucson when I got hospitalized for the collapsed lung. Mm -hmm. And she went to him and gave me, I don't know if, I must have been where. No, you came to visit me in the hospital before she arrived. She brought, like, a medicine necklace and, um... And bear medicine. Have you ever heard of bear medicine? Shit. Tastes like shit, but oh. it's like really good for you, I guess. Okay. It was this like bear medicine honey thing. And and he like said a prayer for me and blessed everything. And That's so nice. I just love it. I like that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Hey, I no- believe it. Nothing wrong with good vibes. I'll take what I can get. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's cool, right? So there was one thing that, oh, this is from a website called psychopomps.org. There's a psychopomps.org. How did we not know about this? This is amazing. Amazing. Uh, what I like that they wrote here, they wrote, um, 
uh, that many excuse me I keep burping I told you I would I know this oh was my God, I can't stop this was my folly <laughs> and I'm just gonna allow it no because just lean it's, in, my it's your birthday, birthday. <laughs> um it's your you burp day <laughs> oh girl happy burp day Amy. oh my god I wonder if I was a really I'll try to work baby. up a really really good one for you just I that'll really be my gift that. to you yeah I really love that okay. Um, so it says, unfortunately, many of the myths and rituals that once contained images of psychopomps and helped prepare people for the final rite of passage seem to be largely lost or forgotten in the Western world, mm. a world that is also plagued with fears of dying. That, That's a really fucking good point. Thank you. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, it, that really hit me because, you know, I fear death like fucking crazy. That's why mm-hmm. I'm so obsessed with the paranormal. Yeah. I I cling to it because it makes me understand better that there is something after this, right? And, you know, because I don't follow a specific religion, and it's just like, okay, at least I know that if when someone I love passes, there are signs, there's yeah. I can communicate, they're kind of here even though they're not, and when I pass, there's more out there yeah. as long as my soul can transition. Oh God, oh God! I just like, but I'm afraid of death. I change, I change my mind all the time about things, but the one thing that I'm certain of. There's just no way it's nothing unless it's nothing and then you don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's nothing, it's not like you're suffering through nothing. True. If there's nothing, then there's nothing. If there's nothing, then there's nothing. that's it. But we don't have concept of nothing. So, So there's no way it's nothing. But we also have done past lives, like meditation, like, you know, yeah. hypnosis and stuff and have visited past, our past lives. So there is something. I'm a little freaked out right now. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Just about death and dying. Yeah. And no, lives. I feel like, I don't know. This is it. This is the podcast where we crack the conundrum of what happens after you die. Oh, my God. I, just I feel it. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say this is the podcast where we crack, like we just fucking We crack. just die. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a perfect thing to talk about on Did my birthday. Did you hear that? No. Maybe it was thunder. Is it thunder? Was it my hip cracking? Speaking of crack. <laughs> <laughs> and old. Yeah, maybe. No, I'm, oh, I'm just all like, mm. I'm keyed up right now. Oh. This is a good episode. This is a great episode. She declared at the beginning of her own podcast. Finally, episode 55. We finally got it. We nailed it. We finally got a good episode, guys. Um, so... I didn't want to just go into the research of a psychopomp, but there's also not a lot of stories about people who have been visited because Mm -hmm. they died. They're dead. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so I became very interested in the idea of of animals as psychopomps, Mm -hmm. um, which brought me to an article from a website called (laughs) folklorethursday.com. And it's a, it's beautifully written by a woman named Catherine Curzon. And uh, talks about animals as psychopomps. I used to have a book called Animal Talk or Animal oh, yeah. Speak. Yeah, I remember you that? that. Yeah, you told me about it because it was our Banshees episode. That's right. Yeah, I loved that. I feel like it's Animal Speak. Maybe anyway, it was just the, the symbolic meaning of animals, bugs, whatever yeah. in nature, like what it means. Um, and I, I adored that book. I don't know where I put it. So I'm like, let's learn more about them being psychopomps, right? Uh, so Catherine writes, from ancient times to the 21st century, death and the avian bird mm-hmm. have found, I'm so smart, have found themselves uh, linked across cultures, continents, and creeds. Um, so I know your spirit animal is a bird mm-hmm. and a crow mm-hmm. and mine's a butterfly mm-hmm. which sounds so like fucking mariah carey but it's always <laughs> been i had it first um the image of ravens black-winged glassy-eyed as it oh wait let me start up the image of the raven black-winged glassy-eyed as it picks at the bones of the dead calling its carrion cry across a gothic graveyard is one that is an in, indel- this Indelible? is too poetic yeah Da, 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 da. Okay, so basically she's like, oh, birds are kind of like, they're they're scary in this culture because Edgar Allan Poe's, you know, poem of the raven, mm-hmm. and then you've got Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, and, you know, they're just like creepy, black, beady-eyed creatures. Yeah. Owls are always a little, like, depicted as creepy in mm-hmm. movies and TV. So she's like, you know, it's all, like, people are, like, afraid of, of birds the symbolism of birds Mm -hmm. and um 
and they, they're always associated with death. Um, so she did some research and she for a book that she was writing and found herself really like uh, reading a lot about the glamorous and co- iconic love stories of uh, the Georgian period. Which oh. one was that? When King George was in charge. Which so it's is... like right before Victorian. Okay. 18 early it's 1800s. Like Jane Austen. Oh, oh yeah. Early well, that's 1800s. Edwardian, I guess. But or Jane no. Austen was no, it's Georgian. Yeah, no, it's Georgian. I think Edwardian is early 1900s. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So she's doing this research, and um, ba, 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 ba. there was she found this woman, uh, a story of a woman with a broken heart that really like piqued her interest. Mm-hmm. That had to do with um, uh, psychopomps and whatnot. Oh, look. Is it like late 1700s? Because now I'm like King George and the revolution. This is a story about a woman who was with King George. Oh. Maybe it says it in my research. (laughs) I don't know. Here's her story. Okay. All of what I just said was like all tangled up. Basically, this woman, Catherine's researching for a book. She finds the story of this woman. And here it is. Um, her name was Melusine von der Schulenberg. God, everyone had great names. So good. Yeah. Duchess of Kendall. She was the devoted mistress of George I and mother to his three illegitimate children. Damn. He was king at this time. Yeah. Uh, she had been at George's side for most of his adult life. And when her lover died after a massive stroke during a trip to Hanover... Melusine simply couldn't bring herself to admit that he was gone. She was adrift, bereft with grief, when a bird flew through the open window of her chamber one day and settled there with no intention of leaving. Uh, The despairing duchess took it as a sign from beyond. The heartbroken Melusine was convinced that the bird contained the spirit of her dead beloved, and she made a pet of it. Wherever Melusine went, the creature was with her, and she sat up into the night talking to it as though it was George, convinced that as long as she had her pet, she had not lost the man she loved. Over the years, that bird has been everything from a swift to a dove, yet the most popular telling of the story casts the creature unsurprisingly as a raven um so melusine was not alone in her belief that birds could carry the spirits of the dead both uh to and from the afterlife and ravens in particular loom large in folklore um there is a tale of a goddess a welsh goddess or um, god or goddess um called anne morrigan uh who took the form of a raven mm-hmm. um and another god named Bran the Blessed also appeared as the iconic bird. Cicero was... Uh, who had, Who is Cicero? I don't even know who uh, that is. A philosopher? Oh, okay. Uh, was warned of his impending death by a raven. Yeah. And legends tell that if the famed murmur of ravens leave the Tower of London, it will fall. I went there. You went there? I saw the ravens. <sighs> Thank God they stayed. Otherwise, it would have fallen on you. They were um, they were in their playpen. Oh. And um, one of them made a lot of noise. It made me so happy. <laughs> They were in their playpen, and there's a little, like, um, there was a tire swing, and... Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really cute. That's adorable. I actually did not know that's why they were... That that was, like, a thing. Uh Like, I didn't know there was a legend that if they left, it would fall. That's pretty cool. Mm, He's still burping. Um, The raven shares this dubious honor. Oh, wait, no, I skipped something. Oh, in Sweden, the call of the raven after dark was interpreted as the howl of torment of a murdered soul. While in Germany and Denmark, they were associated with the demand or even the devil himself. Oh, the damned, not the demand. Um, The raven shares this dubious honor with blackbirds and crows, whose appearance has also been associated with impending death. Um... (laughs) Then we go back to Japanese culture, which I did last week. Um, They believe that birds serve as psychopomps, carrying the dead to the afterlife. Native American folklore held that the souls of tribal chiefs lived on its birds of prey. Um, It seems that across nations, cultures, and religions, birds have been associated with death for centuries. Whether they carry omens of tragedy to come or provide a vessel for earthbound spirits, from Melusine's raven to the modern belief that 
Fresh white feathers might be a sign of comfort from a deceased loved one. Huh. Birds have never been far from the arena of death folklore. Oh, there was something about the French, too, that I skipped. Oh, in France, occasionally you hear of the ancient belief that the souls of unbaptized babies oh. enter the bodies of birds until they are called to heaven. They're so Catholic. So Catholic. <laughs> um, speaking of, um, it, there's one about the souls of the seven men who crucified Christ. Mm -hmm. That's also popular in Europe. Oh, it's called the legend of the seven whistlers. The story of seven birds that sing at night harks back centuries and over multiple cultures. The song of these night birds uh, forecast calamity. And depending on where one finds one's folks folklore, uh, they're variously the spirits of uh, souls in torment or most popularly the souls of the seven men who crucified Christ. So that is just a little bit about, I totally read that verbatim. I meant for it to be more conversational, but it's all new to me. So yeah, I'm <laughs> you like, did your research a while ago. I did it. And uh, it's really interesting because I never knew about it helping to bring your soul, mm -hmm. like to help you transition. Yeah. But winged creatures always like, you know, there's something about like hummingbirds and butterflies. If one ever passes me by, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, it's grandma. Yeah. Oh, it's Jody. Oh, yeah. it's like all the people who have passed. I'm like, uh -huh. especially a butterfly because yeah. it's hard. Hummingbirds and butterflies just, they, they go so fast yeah. and they're so like itty bitty and delicate. And so if one stays long enough for you to really absorb it, it mm -hmm. just feels so magical that yeah. I, I feel like it has to be the spirit of somebody. Well, I'm going to break tradition and give you a personal story. Mm. Yeah. You already know it. But okay, okay, cool. And uh, thank God this is our second episode and I poured my second glass of champagne. Yeah, you did. This is not a story I typically share with people. Oh but God. lately I've been feeling more open about it. Like it was a long time. I didn't tell anybody for a very long time. And then it was very, you know. And I, I know it. Yeah. I'm excited. So the reason my spirit animal is a crow <laughs> Um, so when I was, oh God, 12, 12 or 13, I guess 12. Yeah. Cause I was in middle school. Um, I used to take the bus and, uh, we, we were doing no, well, yeah, yeah. It must've been seventh grade. That's the most important part of the story is exactly what grade I was in. Perfect. Good. Um, really glad I nailed that down. So <laughs> Crows like to tell rambling stories is why it's my spirit animal. Um, oh, perfect. So I do that all the time. There you go. So I'm your spirit animal. So, so when, uh, yeah, so I would take the bus. So in school, we were doing a unit on Greek mythology. And uh, we had learned that day that like the ancient Greeks, they really believed that their gods were like, you know, they were real things and that they were, you know, fallible and, uh, you know, more human-like uh, and that they were in direct conversation with them all the time. So that's why they were really obsessed with signs. Um, so they believed like, oh, this means this, you know, they believed that the gods were directly leading their lives in certain ways. So like fate to them was that a god was like, I want you to do this, you know? Ooh, okay. So they really believed in signs. So we had this whole list of like signs and stuff. And I remember, you know, thinking about all of them. And one of them was that they believed, you know, crows and ravens were direct messengers from the gods. So if they ever saw a feather on the ground, they would follow the point of the feather. They believed that they were being led in a certain direction. So if they saw it on a black feather on the ground, they would follow it. And so we had had that class that day. And I took the bus home and I was walking home and he was, you know, it was like a three block walk you know not long um and I used to always walk the same way and there's this one part where I had to cross the road and I would always walk on this there was a little creek that went under the road so there was kind of like a little dip um and so I would always cross right there you know like on the dip and I was walking home and I was literally thinking about this this lesson you know and I get to the middle of the road and there is a black feather in the middle of the road with the point pointing back the direction that I came from. So I like don't know if I know this story, girl. I, I told it at our at your hour our bachelorette party. Oh, okay. What an asshole I am. 
your bachelorette party. Now I remember. Yes, so, yes, 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 yes. So I'm like crossing the street. So I get to the middle of the street. I see this feather. I literally like stop dead, right? And this is like a tiny residential street, I should point out. Um, not like a major roadway. So I stop dead and I'm looking at it. And I did like 50 calculations in my head, like in, in a second, where I was like, I should go back the way I came. And then I was like, don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, you're not Greek. <laughs> like, you don't believe in this. Oh, my God. And then, like, yeah, but, you know, maybe it's bad luck not to. And then I was like, yeah, well, maybe you're, you know, reading into it. And then I was like, you know what? This is stupid, but there's no one around to see me act stupidly. I'm going to go back. Good. So I turned around and I went back, you know, I was like, I'll just cross later, you know. Aww. And the minute my foot hit the curb a car came from just it was kind of on a turn a car came from out of nowhere just speeding like crazy he must have been drunk or something and popped up the curb on the other side (gasps) where I would have been standing if I had crossed the street holy shit girl like went all like two wheels up what like sped down the street I want to say i remember these details yeah. and i don't so it was our bachelorette i'll tell yeah i it was, was our probably drinking party, right <laughs> i'll tell you more about it later but like so i basically stood there and was like wow <laughs> so i almost wow. just died Holy and fuck. a fucking feather saved my life and i did not tell any human being that story for like 10 years were you just like, they won't believe this? No, I was. Or you were just stunned. It scared me. Yeah. It really scared yeah, me. Yeah, I understand it that. It scared me that that day I learned that, and that day I saw that, and that day, I mean, I used to never see a, a single car on the way home. It was oh a tiny God. neighborhood. Oh, my god! Like, it, and it, I don't know, it scared me, like, because then you're like, uh, I'm supposed to be here for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, that's scary oh, when you're fucking 12 years old. God. You know? And, like, someone's looking out for you. Someone knows that today's the day you're going to actually yep. notice a feather. Yeah. You know? Because it makes me feel like, well, what other signs have I missed? Have I ever missed a sign before? Yeah. But I feel like if a spirit guide to is present, they're going to know day. what you'll... And now, here, when I moved here, and so we don't have ravens... Or, well, we didn't. Thanks, global warming. Now there's some around there, but we didn't at that time. Um, we had grackles, you'd call them, you know. What are those? And they're just reedy little blackbirds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're very loud. They love McDonald's french fries. That's all I know uh, about them. Birds um, love fries. Yeah. So <laughs> we had those, and like, I uh, assume it was probably a grackle feather, you know. Um, but when we moved here, and I literally was like, there's a fucking there's fucking crows around here i was like that was i was like now i know that i belong here like this is this is it this is it for me like this is this is my place i already had my tattoo at that point you know oh i love that that's (sighs) freaky when you tell it do you still get freaked out yeah i'm literally crying right now (laughs) sorry (laughs) this is why she poured such a generous pour of champagne for herself as i I was telling the boring ass research i did no it was great it Uh, it bored me uh oh my gosh wow that's chilling that's I mean, so I ch- cool yeah it's that's really I, i'm still processing it but i i do like if i see a feather on the ground and which there's a lot of them around here yeah i really do stop and i try i try to figure out what it means you right. know what i mean right like i'll stop and i will immediately wherever it's pointing i'll, I'll turn and look and really take it in because i'm convinced one of these days it's going to be like there's a person following you or something. You know yes, what I mean? Like totally. So I try to, and I'm also, I become very aware of cars <laughs> when that happens too. Like, yes. um, I get really, really, really cautious. Oh my so gosh. Well, now that I know that yeah. when you see a fat, like the whole thing about it's pointing a certain way yeah. for a reason, yeah. like follow it. I'm going to try to pay more attention mm-hmm. to that. It'll drive you sane around here. Cause yeah. there's a lot of them. Uh, 
You want me to re- talk about my research? Yes. Should I do that? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. So I decided because you stole my birds. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's what I get for not doing my fucking research. Um, and then I was like, I'm so glad you're doing that because somebody needed to. And I have a bird story of my own for the end. Oh my God. Great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I decided I wanted to focus on a very specific psychopomp. Ooh. I wanted to get real basic. Amy, let's talk about the Grim Reaper. Oh, duh. <laughs> right? How the frig did I it never just, think about that? I don't that? know. It, just, it kind of occurred to me. And then I was like doing a little research. And I was like, yeah. Okay, um, yes, please. Also, I'm already scared. I know. It's okay. going to be great. Oh, my All right. God. So throughout history, there have been different depictions of death from Valkyries. To, so see, look, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to the god Thanatos of the Greeks, but one of the most pervasive icons in pop culture, <laughs> pop culture, is the Graham Reaper, uh, depicted as a skeletal figure cloaked in black, flowing robes, who hefts a scythe. This vision of death did not spring out of nowhere. In fact, everything about him is filled with symbolism. Really, this figure comes from a dreaded time, uh, the Black Death broke out during the 14th century and was one of the deadliest pandemics in history. At least 25 million people died at its outbreak and millions more continued to die as it flared up time and again. Not surprisingly, a fear of death began to pervade society as people saw the pain and the disease, the pain that the disease caused, coupled with the blackened, gangrenous flesh that it would bring on. Oh. I'm so glad we don't die of this anymore. Me too. Could you just imagine everyone had like walking around dropping everyone dead of that shit? That plague? Nasty. Ugh. So art began to depict death as a skeletal figure. This imagery is thought to have been pulled from the piles of bodies that people would find littering the streets because they were literally, there were so God. many people dying. Like they would just throw them out. How did anyone survive back then? I know. It's Who crazy. lived through that? I mean, our ancestors. Way to go, people. Oh, good job, yeah. guys. Good job surviving. <laughs> um, usually death would be shown carrying some kind of weapon, uh, whether it was a crossbow, a dart, or something else entirely. At some point, the weapon was uniformly made a scythe, which is a farming tool with a long handle with a curved blade at the top. Um, the scythe was adopted as the weapon of choice as it felt as though death was mowing down humans as if they were grain in a field. Um, and several pieces of art depict just that. So, like... Oh, my God. So he wasn't just hanging out with it like we're used to. Like, yeah. used to be the art was it him just, like, sweeping. Yeah. Just, yeah. he's the play. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, great. Um, and that research, I waited until the end to tell you where I got that from. I got it from mysendoff.com, which is a, a self-led funereal planning website. Oh, my God. God, that's amazing. Which is a good idea for a website, but my God, why do they have an article about the Grim Reaper? Why'd they do this? Oh my God. Can you imagine being like, this is a difficult thing for me to think about, but I really need to start getting real about my end of life planning. Oh my God. I just saw the Grim Reaper. He's mowing us down. They put that article up so that you start thinking about it like a little sooner. Right. And actually make action. You <laughs> Let's know. get real They're people. like, look. He's a coming. He's coming for you. He's oh, in Lord, your bathroom. He a coming. Uh, <laughs> um... Okay, uh, according to William Bramley, who wrote a book called The Gods of Eden, um, in Brandenburg, Germany, uh, there's this legend that um, one day there appeared 15 men with, quote, fearful faces and long scythes which w- with which they would cut the oats. In my defense, that's a hard sentence. So that the swish could be heard at a great distance, but the oats remained standing. So... Uh, visits of these men were followed immediately by severe outbreaks of plague in Brandenburg. Um, so they, a lot of people think, because it's like a story that basically these dudes showed up, pretended to harvest some oats, the oats weren't touched, and then everyone got really fucking sick. Uh-oh. So um, some people have said that they were like plague carriers, because at that time nobody... Nobody in Brandenburg had the plague. Um, These men were often dressed in black 
and uh, were, quote, terrifying figures. Um, They were observed in other European communities carrying brooms or scythes or sometimes swords that were used to sweep or knock at people's doors. The inhabitants of these houses fell ill with the plague afterwards. And again, so it's one of those things like, because even back then, it's like, we didn't know what germs were. Yeah. So it's like, I guess you knew if you got near it, you could get sick, but also people didn't really get like How that works. You need to go clean yourself. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. So one of the theories, because, you know, people. So so a lot of people think that these guys are kind of what that grim. It's like, oh, they are here with their scythes. And now here comes death. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they kind of like associated that with that. Um, I remember seeing a theory about the spread of the plague that because there was this very um oh people will know about it because of the da vinci code Mm -hmm. there was this sect of people who would self-flagellate uh meaning whipping themselves um to show their devotion to christ oh and they Mm -hmm. would travel they would travel around whipping themselves and like spreading the gospel but like literally they have like open wounds on their back and shit so they were just like like moving the plague through Europe. You know? uh, good job, yeah. guys. Oh, think about those smells. Okay. So, you know, that's the Grim Reaper. And, you know, you were talking earlier and you're like, because, you know, you don't really hear these stories because people then die. Mm-hmm. I have three fucking stories Stop for you. Stop it. Oh, my <laughs> God. You played that very cool, girl. I did. You were like, yeah, because they're dead. Uh-huh. I have three stories. Uh-huh. I have three fucking stories oh shit okay here we go um all right (laughs) first this is from redditor vault 32 wonder what's in there uh they are certain they saw the grim reaper one night when they were sleeping in their room with a basket of puppies stop it (laughs) according to the reddit post their mother was a cocker spaniel breeder and after a new batch of puppies was born she was allowed uh, she allowed her son to sleep with them in the room unfortunately in the middle of the night three of the puppies died and a skeletal shadowy monster showed up to claim their little spaniel souls (laughs) no they don't go to the grim reaper (laughs) all dogs go to heaven amy um quote The thing pulled back from the basket and spun around, this skull thing in a cloak, like it was on all fours, but I didn't see hands on the ground. And it started coming towards me, moving its jaw. I remember it grinning, and I remember it hanging open. It skittered across the 10 to 12 feet from the door to my bedside. I hid under my blanket. The end. (laughs) I was like, follow through, follow through. What happened when you woke up? I mean, three of those puppies died. Like, my God. Did so? Do you think did the puppies die and then the Grim Reaper showed up? See to like collect their souls. That's so interesting because it is kind of a. It does seem like the Grim Reaper comes to like to tell you like it's time to die. Yeah, Yeah. I think the Grim Reaper shows up when you're still alive. I think so too, and it means you you're dead. Uh You're gone. Goodbye. It's like. Spoiler alert. See you you never. Yeah, right? Like, ooh. Um, Okay, here's another one. Uh, While spending some time in the hospital for an unknown illness, one single mother... Why is it a single mother? Whatever. Make us more sad. Had an experience that definitely made her fear the Reaper. The sick mother's hospital roommate was terminally ill woman who hadn't said anything the entire time they were sharing the room. But then came the night before the mother was meant to be discharged. Okay, so she was about to go home. Okay. Quote. I was awakened by a voice in my room. It was the woman's voice, but I couldn't make out what she was saying. I opened my eyes, but there was no one in the room, just me and my roommate, who was incoherent the entire time we shared our room. Assuming it was a nurse in the hall, I tried falling back asleep. Suddenly, there was a loud, frantic voice shouting, No, no, you can't take me. I won't go. (gasps) I opened my eyes again, and the room was much, much darker. And my roommate was sitting straight up in her bed, screaming with complete and utter conviction toward the foot of her bed. Almost like a child objecting to bedtime. Uh, I'm so scared. Still still crying, she was sitting straight up, looking at something, listening very intently for what seemed like forever. She began to whisper yes and no between whimpers. And then she laid back down and I watched the darkness leave the room. Stop it. Did she die? You know what? It doesn't say. I bet she did. I bet she fucking died. I bet she died. She had a terminal illness. Yeah, it did say she was terminally ill. No. 
Oh, God, that's creepy. I'm so Can you sad. imagine? That she would was be like, the worst. Check, please. Just, okay, and then here's the last one. Unless she convinced the Grim Reaper, no, not yeah. today, Satan. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, or she. He's like, okay, I guess I'll go. Good job, Amy. Thank you. It could be a Lady Reaper. I feel like it's got a male energy because of its size and mm-hmm. and height. But like, you know. We have, you know, good breeding these days. We do. We big I, ladies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be an Amazonian type lady. Yeah. I don't know. I just like to think men are scary and women aren't. <laughs> to me, <laughs> good at point. least. Good point. <laughs> my Grim Reaper is a man. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> Not my Grim Reaper. Um, okay. This is the last one. You're going to enjoy this. A man living in New Mexico believes he ran afoul of the Grim Reaper one night. After he woke up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. This one's targeting Amy. This is why I have to hold it until morning, <laughs> even if it kills me. On his way back to bed, he saw something that, unfortunately, he couldn't illuminate because of his missing cell phone. I got cold and felt someone looking at me. I turned and noticed a dark hooded figure standing next to my bed. I felt my heart start pounding. The hood was forward, so I couldn't see the face. The hole where the face would be in the hood was noticeably darker than the hood. Mm. One arm, or shall I say sleeve, was at its side. I reached my headboard where my cell phone was charging, and I didn't feel my cell phone. (laughs) Nightmare! I looked away from the figure to see where my cell phone was, and when I looked back, the figure was gone. Ah! And this article concludes... Then next time you try to buy a cell phone off Craigslist, keep in mind you might be purchasing a stolen product from the physical manifestation of death. What? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, the Grim Reaper's just posting ads on Craigslist. Like, uh, iPhone 6. Yeah, uh, I love it. It's uh, val- unlocked. Valued at 50. Yeah, uh, unlocked. We'll sell for 20. Or your soul. <laughs> your immortal soul. That's fucking creepy right? as shit. You know the creepiest, creepiest depiction of a the Grim Reaper in movies that I've seen, or pop culture that I've seen is so silly, but in A Muppet Christmas Carol. Girl, I was going to fucking say that. <gasps> Thank you. It is the scariest. It's so upsetting. It's really disturbing. That part of the movie, like, it's kind of a joke and literally Gonzo and Rizzo are like, well, you're on your own. Bye. Bye. This is too scary. And I'm like, no, but You'll it's literally back. too scary. I was like... So sad when they left us in that theater. When oh. like I saw it in the theater when it first came out. Oh my god! <laughs> that so, music is so scary. It's so scary. He's so tall and he like and he points and he never says anything. And and then Ebenezer like sees his own grave mm-hmm. and he's like begging him. That's one of my. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie where he's like pointing him to the grave and. <laughs> It's just like an excellent, I assume, improvisation by the brilliant Michael Caine, who points to the grave next to it. Like, huh? That one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's trying so hard not to yes. look at it. <laughs> Ebenezer <laughs> Scrooge. I love that I do movie too. so much. It like makes me It's cry. a tradition. It, wait, that's that part of the movie? No, I always, oh. I always watch it. <laughs> I'm like... It sounded like you were singing it. Tradition. No, I was going to say. I have it too. Oh, it's in the back. Yeah, I've got my Christmas stuff in the back right now. (laughs) I keep my Christmas DVDs in the back. (laughs) It's so good. I think I probably sent like my younger sister like 15 or 20 like Muppet Family Christmas gifts. No, we were this whole Christmas. This whole Christmas we were quoting it like all like be like, oh, that sounds that sounds so good. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) I think I what did I send? I think when I went to um uh Hawaii I sent Jesse the one of like when the rats are complaining about it's cold heat Heat wave wave. (laughs) this is my (laughs) island in the sun (laughs) (laughs) I I love that you know it as well oh yeah absolutely (laughs) yes they actually have like so many amazing like things online that you could send you know what's crazy there's one song I don't know very well because it makes me cry so hard every time bless us all Oh, is it? Does little what's the tiny face? Tim Robin sings, sings it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, I forget about that one. Yes, gather here. I skip I don't, it. I, I don't can't. know. I don't know it very well because it just every 
time. It's so, so yeah. There's magic in the air this evening. Magic in the air. <laughs> I cried during that one. I'm so World's stupid. World's at her best. Yeah. <gasps> um, great. Oh, now it's Christmas again. Great. I mean, well, it's, it's Amy's birthday, so it's basically Amy Christmas. It's, it's Amy Christmas. <laughs> Amos. Amos? <laughs> Sounds oh, too much like Amos. I really did. No, we don't. No butt stuff nope. on my birthday, please. Thank okay. you. I mean. <laughs> Maybe on your birthday weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a story to story share. Me. Story me. It's not, I feel like once again, I can't differentiate if I shared this with you personally or on the podcast uh. already. Yeah! Happy birthday, Amy. That took a lot out of me Hell, and I did it. There's burps in the air this <laughs> evening. Burps in the air. Burp, the burp. world is super gassy <laughs> when people love to share. Everyone can hear it. <laughs> the burps are getting deep. After all, there's only one more sleep till Amy miss. <laughs> oh, this is the best birthday ever. Um, well, Anyway, sorry. As I was saying before, that beautiful burp <laughs> was gifted to me. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but whatever. It's my birthday and I'll do what I want. Yeah. And if I'm known for something, it's being overexcited and repeating stories. Great. So I, um, I think, so, okay, so I'm going to rewind. I had this dream dictionary that I was obsessed with as like a teen, um, tween I guess mm -hmm. like when I was like 12-ish and I loved astrology and and dream books and mm -hmm. all this stuff and I also wrote because I was such a recluse in middle school it was a oh it's a rough time for me and I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote so many stories like novel length stories and they were always really dark and pretty morbid and someone always ended up dying and <laughs> I I wrote this story about like twins separated at birth and they found each other because they were dreaming about Aww, each other communicating through their dreams and I wanted in one of the stories the one of the girls to have this dream where she knew her twin was gonna die and she had to find her in time to like try to save her this is a great story it's so good you yeah. know what I wish I didn't throw them all away out of embarrassment when I turned well, like 16 the idea hey uh, we're copywriting this shit, everybody. Yeah. So please check the C in the circle. I'm the new young adult novelist. <laughs> um, who wrote Twilight? What's her face? Stephanie. I'm the Meyer? new one of those. I'm the new Stephanie Myers. That was a weird <laughs> that bird. Was a weird bird. That was weird. That seemed to like take a lot out of you. It like rolled out of me <laughs> instead yeah. of just like popped out of me. That was weird. Okay. Um. So I go to the, I consult my dream dictionary and I do like a reverse lookup. So I looked up death. We didn't have the internet yet, mm -hmm. even though I'm only 24. And, you know, so I find this thing. It says, um, like certain birds were images of death. Right. So I wrote into this little book or whatever that I was doing, like that she dreams of these, um, these birds like howling on the, on um, no. That's my dream. So in the book, she has this dream of these birds, like uh -huh. like screeching and howling. And she wakes up knowing that it means right. something bad, right? That's fast forward to me being 21 years old. So three years ago. <laughs> so only three. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I was really worried you were going to say something older than 24. Whoops. So I was like, so fast forward to my 34th birthday. <laughs> that is happening in 10 years. I was that blonde lady meme with all the calculations over her face. That was <laughs> yes, me. You were. <laughs> the same way you were calculating. Um, Wait, what did you say you were calculating earlier? I don't know. Ah, geez, I Who forgot. Something with feathers. Yeah. <laughs> Something with, you were calculating with the feather in the road. Should I, if I go oh, back, yeah. should exactly. I do this? Should I do that? Should <laughs> yeah. I do that? Should yeah. I do that? Um, so it is the morning of my sister's birthdays. They're born on the same day, 10 mm -hmm. years apart. So they're turning 16 and 26 this day. I wake up from a terrible, terrible dream. I dreamt that I was taking a walk through my grandparents' neighborhood. Grandmama was still alive at this time, and so was her husband, my grandfather, Papa Spokes. And Papa Spokes was terminally ill with cancer, so we knew his time. He was in ICU. We didn't know when it was happening. He wasn't in hospice or anything, just we he wasn't well. So I had a dream that I was walking through their neighborhood past their house, and there were these three like brown owls sitting on top of their roof making this horrific deafening sound 
And it was super scary. And in the dream, I stared at their house. And you know in dreams where it's like, it was their house, but it wasn't? Yeah, yeah. It was their house. Oh. Like, to every minute detail to, like, the water stain on the driveway wow. to the gardenia bushes in the front. And I just stared and I felt this, like, crippling in my dream, just paralyzing fear. And I woke up and I knew Papa Swokes was going to die that day. And I also knew, oh, shit, my older sister's in college, so whatever. She's going to be, she's removed from all this. But mm -hmm. my younger sister, who I was very protective over at that time, um, I was like, I've got to, like, protect this day from her. I have to make sure this is, like, the best birthday ever for her. And uh, and so I was, like, in, like, mama bear mode. I just knew he was going to die that day. But I didn't want to say it out loud because yeah. I'm like, I'm going to sound like a fucking weirdo. And I'm already the weirdo of the family. So uh, my mom had to go. I think she received a call. You know, like, she had to go to the hospital. She asked me, like, to, like entertain Jess for she wasn't a kid she was mm -hmm. 16 that day or maybe she was 15 and um so we went rollerblading as one does in the word 2010s yeah I can't keep up with my own lies yeah, I know. anymore I'm sorry it's too much 37 math. too I'm much sorry, math sorry okay <laughs> god damn it <laughs> so I take her rollerblading because now you know I'm old and <laughs> so we're going rollerblading and we're having a I'm overcompensating for what I know is to come and uh and I just all of a sudden knew it just something hit me and I just felt this awful, awful feeling. And my mom called. I had an old, 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 old school cell phone. Mm -hmm. And she called and I answered. And all I said was, you don't have to say anything. Jesse's with me. I know. And oh. she went, okay. Which? <laughs> and he did die. Oh. And I just didn't. Which in retrospect, it's like fucking communicate and tell people like they they'll be they'll be able to cope. Yeah. You know, it's worse to keep something from someone just because it's like I want you to have a great birthday. Yeah, instead of being like, yes, your our grandfather just passed. Yeah. You should know. But I was so like, no, I don't want to ruin her day. See, I was scared of that. My my grandpa got sick and we were in Vegas, and I was worried the whole time that no one was gonna tell me. Oh, I was really worried that if he passed while we were in Vegas, that no one would have told me. That's but. the thing. You just just it's okay. Hey, if, yeah. So what? It's gonna what? Quote unquote, ruin your day. It's they died. You need yeah. to know. What, yeah. And she did find out later that I we told her, and yeah. you know. But yeah. So my dream w was correct, which is so weird because I had written that stupid little story like ten years prior, pretty yeah. much, and then I had this dream, and mm -hmm. I just woke up knowing. I don't know that I ever cried over Papa Spokes's passing, and I don't know if it's because. I felt ready for it and very prepared, but mm -hmm. I, um, I don't know. I never, but he showed up in my dreams forever after that. Yeah. And I actually had to get a psycho, a psychologist I was seeing at the time who was also a little psychic uh -huh. to do a clearing of it. And I stopped Ooh. dreaming about him. Mm-hmm. crazy shit. And my cousin who passed, she passed very young. She, she was only 21 and, yeah. uh, she was in all the same dreams and it was like, it wasn't, it was like very unsettling. Mm -hmm. And her symbol was also a butterfly, and her charity is butterflies from Jody. Mm -hmm. And in the dreams, this giant butterfly would always flap in my face, but it scared me. Uh, it felt like creepy. A big butterfly sounds scary. A giant, yeah. like you could see the fur on its body, yeah, like that. that detailed. And then Jody and Papa Spokes would be somewhere lingering in the background of the scene that I was in. There was even one dream I was pumping gas. This was the final straw for me. I was like, I need to stop dreaming. Dreaming this I was just at a gas station pumping gas and like the big butterfly showed up and scared the fucking shit out of me and then Papa Spokes and Jody were like behind the gas pumps like mm -hmm. hiding which is super weird That's scary it's so scary and freaky and I don't know why but I got scared I didn't feel like comforting at all yeah so my psychologist she cleared it for me and I never jumped with them again wow mm-hmm I felt sad though. Worth I the was, copay. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I want to let go of them. Yeah. But I felt she kind of was like, yeah, I got to let go of yeah. them. Like they're, they're not here. I know. I've heard 
most of that story before. I don't know. Yeah, I think you I've, know. I've mentioned I think it the, on this the Banshees episode. We talked about it a little bit, but not yeah. not in that detail. Yeah, so crazy. So uh, part of one of the many reasons I um, I'm afraid to fall asleep because mm-hmm. my dreams were always really clairvoyant, and you know, yeah. And now now things are chilling because I'm medicated and I take a weed gummy. For, yeah, for bedtime too. Way to go, girl. <laughs> it, changed my life I'm finally sleeping yeah I mean no I texted you on accident very early this morning and then on purpose a little later and you were like I just woke up it was 9 30 I'm like I just woke up I'm so proud of you I I was literally like well I'm so proud of you (laughs) you did she wrote I'm proud of you I really was I was also like uh, then I felt really bad because I was texting Ben and like I accidentally texted you and said let's not read too much into that uh (laughs) No, that's that. <laughs> Literally, also, it was like a fully formed sentence, which then later I said something and he was like, he was clearly confused. And I was like, reading comprehension, boy. And then You're like, oh, you, you never actually you got that text. I you didn't get that. <laughs> also, the text that you did send that you meant to send to Ben, but you sent to me made sense to it me. It was a fully formed sentence. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Oh, sorry to hear that. But yeah. No, I was out. It's I'm telling you guys, if you have trouble sleeping, get yourself a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. get on some meds, and also do some weed gummies, especially if you live in California and they're easily accessible and yeah. affordable. We're not advising you to yeah so i went to a dispensary with holly the other day what's up holly Holly. i don't think she listens no but she's a very dear friend yeah uh man it's fucking cheap (laughs) i thought it was gonna be really expensive i got a little bag of gummies it was like 17 bucks yeah it is it can add up because i on my last trip to the dispensary i also bought um bath bombs oh which i assumed would not be more than five dollars or so They were like fifteen dollars each. Yeah. So I got three. Expensive. I got one that's just CBD, and then I got one that's THC and CBD. Yeah. I accidentally. I was a little drunk, and so when you went to the dispensary. Oh fuck yeah! (laughs) Holly and I had a damn night. Perfect. I'm out in us. How fun! Literally, I went to Holly's house, which normally we sit, we drink way too much wine, we watch TV, we order pizza, fall asleep. I showed up. Holly had poured roadies and was like, "We're going out." And we walked up to Santa Monica and we went to Boys Town. We went to Hamburger Mary's. We watched a strip show or we watched a a drag show. I still have the dollar bills in my purse. This is so unlike. Yeah, we went dancing. We were out. We stopped the dispensary. We fucking partied, and then we we stopped at um, Shake Shack on the way back. Stop it. And the guy on the counter gave me his fucking number, but it was like, <laughs> it was not good. I wish, God, I would pay no. a significant amount of money to have that note back because he like sent a note out and he was like, first of all, I'm old enough to be his mother, first of all. Oh Second God. of all, I was wearing a Harry Potter shirt. I didn't know we were going to go fucking party. I was wearing a Harry Potter shirt. <laughs> I was also dancing in the clubs with my like weed baggie shoved down the front of my pants. I am. <laughs> loving this so much because we should just holly is our our more sensible like third you know holly is 49 years old has a teenage daughter an amazing husband a a home a career she's like the real deal one so Uh i love that you had like weed baggy shoved on your pants with a harry potter t-shirt on dancing in west hollywood absolutely also Fuck both of you for not inviting me. You okay, were, you're but, always invited. Um, you're busy. I was probably doing something. Yeah, it was last Saturday. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was in Phoenix. You were out of town. That's I right. was out of town. That's what I'm telling myself I had, to help my hurt Well, feelings. no, I felt bad because I had blown her off the week before because I just right. had like a stressful day. That's and, right. Yeah, I was in Phoenix that weekend. But yes. uh, yeah, man, we did. We fucking partied. We stopped at Shake Shack and then I was <laughs> That's how I realized it was THC and not CBD that I had gotten (laughs) because I was in there peeing and I went, who did I come here with? (laughs) And then I went, no. And then I thought, oh, I was like, oh, I'm here with my friend Rain. And then I thought, oh, I'm here with, and I thought of a person I don't speak about anymore. And then I went, no, 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 that's absolutely wrong. I came here by myself. Of course I came here by myself. And then by the time I finished peeing, I was like, nope definitely Holly's out there (laughs) and then I was like I literally washed my hands and I was looking in the mirror and I was like I'm pretty sure it's Holly (laughs) and then I went out which is like Holly of course it's you I knew that this whole time (laughs) 
And in your mind, only five minutes went by, but you were in the bathroom for like it was 45 like minutes. Seven hours. Yeah. She's like knocking on the door. No, I am. Um, like, hold on, Rain. Yeah. God. Yeah. Come on. And then, no, and the, the, cause the guy at the counter had said something about my Harry Potter shirt. And, you know, I'll talk about Harry Potter. I know you will. You know I will. I know you will. So then I guess he sent out like a whole note and literally they gave us our food and we were like, this is for you. And I was like, Holly, handle this. <laughs> Like picked it up and she's like it says something about Gryffindor and there's definitely a number <laughs> and I was like let's take it home and read it that's called and by now the, by the time we got home we had dropped it <laughs> oh, oh, I, I so I hope note. I hope somebody finds it I hope somebody finds it and reads it I hope if you find that note from yeah. the man the young man working at Shake Shack who loves <laughs> Gryffindor and Tammy please <laughs> please, please take a picture and forward it to me send it DM it to us on Instagram send it to our email upghostandpersonal at gmail.com that's right I'm really good at transitioning or post it to our uh, tag us um, our Instagram handle is banshees and booze yeah and you know you've been listening to a podcast you should subscribe and rate and review anywhere you subscribe rate and review podcast it's all i want for my birthday you guys give amy give what she wants birthday present i already burped at her i got that I'm now done. i need you to rate review and subscribe motherfuckers yeah and um god we just did that so efficiently we really did because um we talked for a good 10 minutes about yeah we nothing really to do with Absolutely anything nothing. and i love it it's that champers it's the champers the prosecco Giuseppe over here for the oh, prosecco he's a taking a cat a nap oh, all right the bambini and now that we've offended okay everyone yes. well you know since i'm italian i can tell you yes okay <laughs> <laughs> no that's for real how i talk normally yeah. when i'm off mic that's absolutely mm-hmm. hey everybody <laughs> yeah. it's me she's hey, got a me. real radio voice i haven't had the heart to tell her <laughs> <laughs> Also, you can't talk like that without moving your hands. We're both, your doing, We're both it. doing the We're wrist movement. That's no joke. All of my Italian, um, older Italian family would 100%, like, just shit gets knocked over all the time because really? you're talking with your hands. Yeah. yeah. It's a stereotype because it's true. Interesting. It's a true. Um, anyway, guys, um, thanks for listening. Oh, Tammy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Amy. If you see a ghost. Oh, if I see a ghost. What did we talk um, about today? Oh, don't fear the don't, don't fear, fear the, the reaper. reaper. Um Wait, that's a different, that's a different song. song, but I liked it better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just transition. And reapers in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, good. That's good. Hey, Amy. Yes, Tammy. If you see a ghost, uh, someone just knocked on the wall and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> um, if I see a ghost, um, I'm gonna hope it's the ghost of Marilyn Monroe singing. <gasps> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. <laughs> I can't. Happy birthday, little Amy. <laughs> Guys, I'm fully naked now. Oh, yeah. And uh, so am I. It's just, this is, this is the best way to turn fucking 37. Fuck the 20s. <laughs> Isn't it great to be older? I love it. Letting it all hang out, girl. <laughs> all right. Have a all good right. day, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.